new pod world order. When someone asks you if you're a geek, you say yes. Hashtag graveyard shade forever. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man, and you're listening to Always Bet on Geek. Wait a minute, didn't Wesley Snipes say that? Didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison? Didn't Wesley Snipes go to prison for tax evasion? What a scumbag. Don't bet on black, folks. Bet on geek. Everybody and welcome to Always Bet on Geek with Marshall and Pat. This is your friendly neighborhood co-host Pat down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State. Up to my north is... They call me Marshall. They call me Squishy Nuts Inc. They call me Asshole, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to Always Bet on Geek, as Pat said. I'm sitting here in the Hall of Geekdom. I feel silly saying that since nobody's here. I'm just sitting here looking at all of Natalie's stuffed animals and shit. We're all sitting here in the Holly Geekdom. And over to our west in the Lone Star State is... Hey guys, this is Mystic Mojo. And because this is a podcast, you cannot see either my grin or my slow shaking face as I listen to my friends babble on about nonsense. <laughs> see, I tell people when they refer to us as professionals that they don't really know. But now, now you're taking a, a, a good glimpse behind the curtain, and you <laughs> Yo, see it's that. an eye opener. <laughs> it's all in the edit, baby. It's all in the edit, right? Because even the, even people except all of this is going to be at the final podcast. Well, baby, you know baby. <laughs> well, I think he means like you know the 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 pauses, the you know that kind of stuff. Because I think the stuff even, that doesn't matter. Nice. <laughs> well, I think so, even did you people, not notice all the stuff I edited out of the last podcast? Then? I did, actually. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm it, just it's because like I was time, right because I was because I actually <laughs> See, heard. I edited more stuff at first, but that fussed at me because the people quote like this natural thing. So who is this this wave and this horde of people besides you pat who I else can you mark, add mark to also that said that he liked that aspect of it but yes yeah, okay but I will, all right as long I as there's a non-biased individual well, he's the guy who, who started us on the podcast he's the one who he used to work at the secret stash he passed away uh two years ago now but uh rest in peace he, yes but i will well i will I will say, I will say, when I heard Infinite Spoilcast, I was once again amazed that we actually do sound professional. Because I was like, oh yeah, Marsh cut that part where we were kind of lost in the weeds there. He trimmed that down. Oh, he took out that pause. Right here is where I kind of stuttered, and he kind of cleaned that up. Here's the part where Ryan was like, so it's like, no, it's like, I was... 
I was, because I was like, I know what happened in that recording, and we did not sound that smooth. <laughs> so, props to Marsh for doing that. So that's that's my point. Fair enough. To props make. to Marsh, <laughs> always. So cool. We've been talking Fascinating. For, for fifteen minutes about about, I guess, real life shit. So if you heard <laughs> if you heard our new theme song, you would know that this is the podcast we're going to talk about <laughs> video games. Hey, so, that time. Number two yeah. in a six-issue limited series. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I actually forgot our theme this week. I know it was... Is it, is it old school? Nintendo. Nintendo game? Okay. We're doing our favorite Nintendo games this week, and we may end up doing like another series where we kind of focus on different consoles that each had a specific game we like, um, and then maybe do one, you know all-star, all-games, any console, any genre kind of thing. But we're still working out the details. For tonight, we're just going to be talking about Nintendo and our favorite games that help uh, give us our love for the digital medium. Okay, well, um, all right, well, I know last week I got really into, which I'm surprised because I'm not one of those people that really love the 80s, but apparently I really love 80s movies, so I really I got you, into I it. I bet you you really love 80s uh, music, too, and you don't realize it. Probably. But um, with, with saying that, I realized that I kind of talked more than Marsh last week, and I felt kind of bad that Marsh had to kind of rush through his list because... Me and Ryan were like, well, "Oh, and well, this one, and this, and this, and that, and that, and eighties movies forever." So well, that, that was partially. That's why I, I chimed in so often on y'all stuff is because I, I realized that was the case towards the end there. Uh, I'll go first, but how about we just do one and take turns and go around the table that way, everybody. Okay, because yeah, because yeah. I was yeah, because I was about to say I would take a back seat this week because like. You know, well, no, because I'm not tip very tip. articulate, and you guys are, but I do want to throw some stuff in there every once in a while. Well, so. well, then, in that case, Marsh, you go first, then. Well, this isn't old school at all. This is semi-new school. Well, I guess it's old school at this point. It's the Wii, Nintendo Wii, and they. Oh wow, that they, system. Okay. They produced a. It was on a disc. It was Dragon's Lair One, Two, and SpaceX. And as a kid oh growing up in Nebraska, I, I think I lived there till I was six. But I played that arcade game Dragon's Lair. Me too. Fucking, I mean, that and so Tron. And there was a couple of them, but Dragon's Lair was my jam, dude. So, and, and I, I hate to put it number one like that, but that's gonna have to be my my number one favorite. No, I mean that's just because they brought back Dragon's yeah. Lair for me. No, that is fair because I remember. And I had never played Space Ace until I did this. Oh, dude. Right, right. Okay. And Dragon's Lair 2 is so much ridiculously harder than 1. It's, I mean, damn. I still remember the ball I went to to play Dragon's Lair and Space Ace at the arcade back in the 80s. So many quarters wasted. I never beat either game. Space Ace was so much harder than Dragon's Lair. I could... Yeah hardly get past like the first scene is Space Ace <laughs> I never played Space Ace I played a little bit of it but I couldn't I was going to do Dragon Slayer 1, 2 and then Space Ace 2 was so fucking hard I, I don't even I knew I didn't beat part 1 but I, I seem to remember doing better than I did on 2 but I don't know 
Alright. Well, right. how about you? Uh, that is an excellent question. I do agree Dragon Slayer is a great game. I never got to play it very often. Uh, my only memory of Dragon Slayer specifically was that it became available on, I guess, a relatively recent game because back in, I guess it was high school, there was a girl who threw a birthday party that I had a big crush on, and her name was Fawn. F-A-W-N. That was and name. Yeah, it was. And she threw a party, and she invited several people from school, and amazingly enough, I got invited because we were in uh, theater together, so she, she knew me. Um, and I remember I was hoping so bad to maybe, by some miracle, you know, this would be the chance that... I could ask her out, she'd say yes, but I could tell very quickly we get into the party. She had no interest in me in that way and was very busy running the party and the only entertainment I was able to find was playing this game where you played this night and you go through this puzzle, through this labyrinth, and you're trying to get this girl back that this dragon stole and it was Dragon Slayer. And that's the only good thing about that party is Sorry. <laughs> I never got the girl. I mean, it's I could tell that was actually a touch of story. It's just like your tone of voice when you were like, and honestly, fuck that party. <laughs> that game, that game pulled it out for me. <laughs> it did. It was fun and challenging because you really had to move and you had to time yeah. everything. And the way it was set up was that you basically have a thing pop up yep. right as soon as you went to like a new room. And as soon as that screen popped up, it gave you like, like a second to yep. like look at everything and make a decision and then yep. if there's like a trap or some kind of pit or some kind of monster like you had to make a very quick series of like left right forward back forward left yep. left forward forward right forward kind yep. of moves and if you didn't do it right in the sequence you were dead oh and what would piss me off is you is if you would go to an arcade and somebody had effed up the joystick so it wasn't uh, actually working uh, so so even if you had so it, the time you right, couldn't go it was, down all the way anyway or right, all the way to the right, right left oh, or something. right yeah there was a game that's off topic <clears throat> go ahead um okay well well actually right what was your number one game on your list not his list your list or a a game on the list a game, I, just, and, I just went yeah. for my number one because i'm i didn't want to forget Fair enough. Because I, I forgot say, Big Trouble in Little China. It's on the reflexes. The oh, my God. We forgot yeah. Big uh, Trouble in Little China. That. Oh, there's some great quotes from there. But that way leads to the weeds. This way leads to <laughs> it the does. So it does. All right. And there are a lot of great Nintendo games. But one of the ones that I will always think fondly of and even look forward to playing any time in the future was the original Zelda. Yes, that is number one on my list. Like oh, I man. when the only the only thing I did to plan for this podcast was I went on YouTube and I looked up the opening Zelda theme song. And it took me back. Like that music seeing the screen. Bob was like I remember the charge I felt whenever I Turned on my Nintendo, and I heard that, and I heard that screen come on. And the, anyway, yeah, right. That was the game that really made it click for me. Cause like, go ahead, you first, and I'll just tell you mine. 
<laughs> my story with it is it's my turn. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good because basically you're saying the same thing about me. Because when I first got a Nintendo, it was a gift to my grandma because my dad wasn't going to get it for me, which that's yeah, probably what I would have done. And <laughs> but luckily I had a grandma who actually loved me. <laughs> no deep scars here. <laughs> And she got it for me for Christmas, and it came with the original two games, yep. which was Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. And yep. I played those until literally my thumb hurt. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know that thumb pain for playing a joystick was a thing. But after three days of nonstop, I did. But I quickly realized, ah, these games aren't really doing it for me. I get the concept, but like, uh, it's not my thing. And even now, don't get me wrong, don't send me any flame hate mail, but Mario is great, but it never became one of my pure... Anyway, all I was saying was that Mario was good, but it wasn't the game that made me realize, oh, this is it. It wasn't until about, I guess, six months later or so that I actually had an opportunity to get a game in, like, for my birthday, and uh, I requested, you know, like, either Zelda or one similar to it or something and ended up nice. having a chance to play it. I think I probably ended up playing it first at a friend's house and then went home and was like, Dad, I need this. Uh, but it was just the first time that I played a game where I could be a hero and I could explore a world, and I could overcome puzzles, and then I could also get little power-ups, and I could get little abilities, and it was everything like that I knew was in a story that you could read about these it's people doing, but the first this. time that I could do it. Oh my god, the first time I got that wooden sword, I literally was like, what's going on? This is great. Oh yes. Okay, because I think at first I probably even was like, hey, what happens if I go left and right? Oh, there's a monster here. What happens when I, oh god, I die. Ow. Wait, what's going on? And then you'd start over again and you'd be in that one little square where there was one yep. little cave entrance and you'd be like, hmm, let's go check that out. And then you got the sword and you were like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, world! I felt so. that way the first time I blew that wand. And it teleported me to a different... You know, the tornado came and picked oh, me up. Oh, right. Right, oh, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. And my story kind of... It's like yours. Like, um... My mom got the original two game box set but they were having a sale at the Toys R Us she got it from and so they also threw in a gyromite I never did I never did, did y'all play ever play gyromite I don't think I ever played that or if so it was very very briefly it was one with the robot and you had to put the spitted disc down to go on the level of the game anyway no one no it. no <laughs> but, um, wow but, is... no, um, but we got the same box set where it came with super mario brothers and duck hunt and this was the era where they didn't make you pay extra for a controller it came with two controllers and a gun and two games <laughs> and that's the way it should be right because you want to play with people, not just by, by yourself, yeah. So, yeah, but 
the deal was it wasn't mine. It was mine and Jen's, so we had to share, whatever. But, man, we spent so many hours playing Super Mario Brothers, man. So many hours. And I thought that was, like, the top of the gaming experience. And I, <laughs> right. and I don't know how I got Zelda. I don't know if it was, like, for a birthday or for Christmas or if I saw a commercial and I was like, why is this guy in a black one piece going, Arthrax, which way to go on the TV screen? I don't know. Watch Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Arthrax! Which way to go? Good time. <laughs> pee Legend of Zelda. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! But that was, that was the they, they actually yeah. had commercials for video ah. games. Do you remember Zelda, when Zelda, Zelda, that Zelda. kind of stopped? Zelda, Zelda! <laughs> yeah, that commercial too. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I really hate that you brought that out of my memory. Thank you very much for that. Right, right. And so, I know my mom got it for us and it came in a gold box so that was already different and yes. you open it up it was a gold cartridge that was already different and we were like okay and you put it in and then the music dun, 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 it's like okay and but we're so amazed that we wait so long that the screen turns dark and then you get the backstory it's like oh okay Save Zelda, I'm Link, kill Ganon, find the Triforce, got it. Look at all these magic items. All right, cool. And coming from Super Mario Brothers, you're in a contained world. You know, it goes from left to right, and maybe you go down a tube one time or another, but it's left to right, and that's the way it goes. There's no going backwards. Zelda was my first open world game where you could go anywhere up down left right back to where you started even further off the map around the map it was so mind-blowing to my nine-year-old self maybe 10 i was like it's it's infinite there's no end to this game right (laughs) and as you explored further and further you would reach tougher and tougher monsters and you would realize i can't handle this what am i missing wait maybe there's a better (laughs) sword out there right I mean, Zelda is the first game where I actually called the 1-900 Nintendo helpline. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't find the level 6... Wait, it was the labyrinth where you had to burn the bush to find it. Oh, yes. I couldn't find it. Yes. I couldn't find it. And I think yeah. that stumped me too for a while. I probably and, had to have a friend Yeah, I was going to say, my right, friend I had Jesse Poole who had Nintendo Power Magazine. Oh, uh, that see, was porn for the young preteen. Right, right, and like, you know what happened? That's why I got that subscription. Because my mom uh-huh. got tired of me begging her to call the 1-900 number. And she said, Pat, we're not calling this number anymore. The phone bill is too high. And I was like, Mom, the only other option is to get a subscription <laughs> to Nintendo Power. And then I will actually know more and to keep calling the, the this And they had the full map to uh, map to 
Zelda, and then Zelda. after you beat it, everything was scrambled. And like the second second level yep. was really the uh, the first no, board. Oh, and the, oh, Marsh. Two, and then you could walk right. through walls oh, but, the second time through. Yeah. And that was... Right. God, it, if it wasn't for Nintendo but Power, will, it would never happen. <laughs> no, right, man. I will say this. Nintendo Power only had the partial map to Zelda. They left some blanked out around the northeast corner Which of the map. So that was you had to draw it in yourself. Yes, so, that's just that's perfect. Right. You had right. to figure it out. <laughs> right. And we didn't have oh, the internet. Man. Zelda, man. That wasn't a thing back then. Right. No. There wasn't yeah, kids, even sorry. a thing. There, right. It was, it was a one- 900 number that you had to beg your mom and dad to call that you heard the arm and the leg and they, and they only gave you vague hints <laughs> because they wanted you to keep calling back keep calling back right <laughs> well oh, have you tried looking over here well yeah I did try again try again kids <laughs> <laughs> we are sheep <laughs> yeah. but l- let me say Pat that was whether intended or not a stroke of Machiavellian genius it was getting this prescription <laughs> from your mom and oh thank you thank you and in my in my opinion I think Zelda is the game that really put them on the map honestly I like, agree everyone loved Super Mario Brothers. Everyone dug Duck Hunt because it was fun to shoot things because we're kids. It's not fun to shoot things now, kids. Um, unless you play Call of Duty or Fortnite because those are awesome. Or Halo. Anyway. But Zelda open world puzzles it's it, How much longer day, after Zelda is, did uh, Metroid come along? I don't know and I can't check my iPad while I'm recording, but those I can take th- a quick look if you really want to. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, because yeah. those two games, Marsh, you're right. Go ahead, because I know I'm talking about it again. But Metroid and Zelda were my crack cocaine in the '80s. That's no, all I, was, I, I did. I was listening to, listening to y'all. I was just because I don't think Ryan finished talking about Zelda. No, we've. This is everything that's true about Zelda and more. Uh, but since I did take technically one of yours pat would you like to go ahead and take the go. next one sure um my next one is metroid there you go that game was so much fun because it was also because if it, it fooled you you thought it was a left right game like super mario this was a bit more it open but then you would yeah but then you would up and down depending on and then and there weren't any clear level dividers you just had to discover stuff and ooh, the screen turned red. Ooh, it's <laughs> it's 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 new music. Uh oh, I'm in a different part. Ooh, there's an elevator that goes down into complete darkness for a couple of screens, and then you're in the sub levels. Yeah, the the oh, the mini bosses. Dark- yeah, yeah. And you had the ice gun. You could turn into a ball and set bombs. Man. To answer your question, Marsh. Zelda, the original Zelda, was 86. released Yep, February 1st, 1986. Metroid, August 6th, 1986. That so, was their year, man. That was the year, man. Nintendo, yeah. wow. How so do like you have two bangers? So, five months. I bet you right. they had, How do you I, have two bangers in five months? Oh, uh, I'm sure they had them prepared long. I bet you a whole lot came out that year. Probably, yeah. When did I think Nintendo what, come out? Go ahead. To the public? 1985, right? I'll check. I'm thinking 84 for everything, so I don't really know. 
I'm thinking 85. 1983, July 15th. Holy, wow. But still, to come up with blockbusters, and they probably had a few before then, but within three years of release, that's still really good. And at that time, like, these games were new technology. I mean, there was Atari, but still. That's what I was going to say, Ryan. Like, kids, or if you're not in our age bracket, Atari used to be the predominant arcade home system. No one could beat them. People tried. No one could beat Atari. And then here comes this upstart company from Japan. And I'm saying within, like, what, two or three years? <laughs> Atari was, was gone. Like, Atari who? Yeah. <laughs> Can Atari do Zelda? <laughs> yeah, there was a far leap between Zelda and Pong. Yes. <laughs> well, the closest that Atari even came, I think, I would say, is arguably Joust, Joust which was yeah, yeah. kind of... That was- yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. I mean, it was a scroll, Defender but it was very jobs. limited. You, Yeah, Def- it just had Defender, one screen, yeah. and you had, like, vertical levels and side scroll, but you couldn't really go anywhere. But the idea of being able to, like, go past the limits of your screen into yep. another world, yeah. that was novel. That the was, yeah. graphics were obviously a major yeah, upgrade. color was nice. Yes. <laughs> Dude, color, right? <laughs> well, yes. Oh, oh, and plus... Not only color, they every game had their own soundtrack. Even if you were yes. blind, you would know, oh, that's Metroid, oh, that's Zelda, oh, that's Duck Hunt, oh, that's Excite Bike. I mean, every <laughs> game Excitebike. had their own soundtrack and sounded unique. So that even now, I'm 41, I could close my eyes and go, Excite Bike, Zelda, Super Mario, Duck Hunt, Metroid, what else? Castlevania. Um, Castle, Castlevania! Holy shit! Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I still own all these games. That's why I'm, I'm looking at my, my track box and field. Here. Oh, speaking of that, did y'all ever have the power pad? No, but a cousin oh, did. Jeez, you think I was... I wasn't privileged? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky to get a Nintendo for my grandmother. Oh, God, so that makes me sound extremely privileged because me and Jen had the power pad. We also too. had the robot. <laughs> Describe shit. this. So, I mean... Describe the power pad for those young ones out there who can't imagine what this thing would be. The power pad is what is the precursor to the kinetics now. Before your games could see you, there was a pad that you could unroll and hook up into the NES and you could run on it and they had like round number circles on the pad I think up to four maybe six yep. I, can't, I can't remember no and you it was would, four. And you would, you, four and you would run on those numbers and then if you the game that came with it was a track and field so yep. you were in so you were in the Olympics and you had to run and jump and all that stuff but every kid I know that had the power pad figured out quick like yep. that bang on the floor no this right this, <laughs> yep. this bit die hit it with your hand <laughs> War drum <laughs> okay, so I guess to complete my to to complete my triforce of privilege, did y'all have the power glove? No one not. had the power glove. That thing was a mythical relic. You, if you had the power glove, I'm seriously going to have to reconsider our friendship I, because you lived a life I could only dream of. From real, what's up with that? I, I didn't even have any friends I had the, that had the power glove. 
I don't even know. You'd be the first person I personally know that isn't a celebrity. Right? <laughs> no, I, me and Jen had the power glove. Oh my we god. Got it. We got it for a Christmas also. Oh, we got we got the power glove and the power pad on the same Christmas now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So for those of you who don't quite understand how epic this is, please, can someone, because I know I can, but can someone else tell the audience why, what made the power glove so amazing and what its influence was on the culture of America's society? You have to, you have okay, to ask so... Pat because I never even saw fucking that. <laughs> oh my know. God. <laughs> all, all I know is okay, I heard okay. that it didn't, it didn't last long. It didn't last long because it, it wasn't very good and the game's kind of sucked. It was but... not. In fact, in fact, it was a hustle. It <laughs> It completely sucked. But what it was, was you would hook up these sensors and you would put the sensors, they were square and they were connected by, um, it was all plastic and you had three sensors and they were all <laughs> connected by a tube of plastic and you would put the, the, the top two sensors on the left and right hand corner of your TV because kids in those days, your TV was a square box. <laughs> so you put them on the TV and the third one would hang down and that would see the movements of the power glove so if you were playing my other third all time best game Mike Mike Tyson's punch out Tyson's punch right. out you could actually punch with the glove now yeah, that's kind of spoiler cool. warning spoiler warning this shit sucked <laughs> <laughs> Like, but it but was amazing. It was. They gave you what can only be described as a cyberpunk style right, it was, black right, it was the, glove right, that yeah. you literally put on your right arm that yeah. had all these little wires and doodads and cool looking stuff on it. And when you held it, you might as well have been a kid holding the Infinity Gauntlet because no, you that, were unstoppable. That's true. And like... And I, I remember why. I remember why I begged my mom for one. It's because I saw The Wizard. It's, yep. It's a movie that was pretty much a long commercial for Nintendo. And yeah, specifically for. All right, because who okay, else so was in that movie? Fred, Fred Savage and who? Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. who else. It was because. Oh. Everybody loved him from the Wonder Years, and yes. it was also about the Nintendo. So every kid, at hey, that day, movie taught the me movie. the some of the special things and secrets in Mario Brothers Three. Me too, <laughs> <laughs> the warp whistle. And oh, like, right. what's I funny? That's right, Mario because Brothers they have a 3. whole scene. Yeah. What's funny is that entire scene makes no sense because they say you're at here. You are in the arena. It's the Nintendo Championship. This game has never been seen before. And then when they find the warp whistle, the girl goes, he found the warp whistle. How do you know what that is if the game has never been seen before? But in the well, moment... There was, there was a warp was... whistle in Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, but not like that No, one. not like that one. Like, I played... Yeah, I played too, yeah. And, and in part but, um, one, they, there were tubes that you go down and go to the levels that warp up. Yep. But, so, in the wizard... <laughs> these kids are hitchhiking cross country to to get this special this special boy to the Nintendo Championship because the special boy. The, only, <laughs> the only way he connects with the world is through 
arcade games they like games and his parents don't understand and Fred Savage is his best anyway whatever <laughs> so it's, it's the whole a 10 year old it's, it's the whole year old kidnaps a 6 year old and he was ahead of his time it's the genre of the parents don't understand but we kids do kids kids forever kids together let's go oh, it was an adventure yeah this is 90s so, yeah so <laughs> they go across country to try and get him to the Nintendo World Championships and they come across this other kid who's like the best Nintendo player in his town or whatever and they're having a challenge and, it, and this little punk kid like leather jacket whatever punk kid is like really check this out and he pulls out like the steel briefcase dunk dunk he opens it up what is that the power club and the instant I saw that my kid mind went I gotta have it and every executive in Nintendo in Japan was like yes good move this move's a good move (laughs) I like this move (laughs) anyway wow I Y'all, y'all kind of make me feel like those rich people who don't know they're rich until they're talking to their friends who are like, what do you talk about? You go to Paris every every summer? No, we can't go to Paris. We're poor. Well, that's amazing. So you must be, you must be Ricky Schroeder in this scenario then. <laughs> oh my God. Explain that deep cut that nobody else would get oh. unless they're in our R- age Ricky, bracket. well I guess he's called Rick Schroeder now but Ricky Schroeder was the star of a show called Silver Spoons and he was Silver a rich Spoons. kid and he had a lot of shit it was like Richie Rich I basically. love right <laughs> I love that show because his room was so cool he had, he had actual arcade games in his room and air hockey tables and, I forgot uh, who the butler was it was a black dude but of course it was. It was the eighties. Well, hey, that was why, why is it that was be Benson black? too, and I loved the shit out of some Benson, man. Benson, Benson actually was one yeah, of my Benson. favorite eighties oh, shows ever. That show, but yeah, but Benson also scared the fuck out of me with their two part episode where they had to train for a, a nuclear war with Russia, and it was. It was a two-parter where it was more hardcore than funny, and I was going, "Oh my god, this is horrible." Well, you should have been scared because <laughs> the threat is probably real today still. But <laughs> so, kids, viewers, go watch yourself that episode of Benson. Yeah, start It'll building, give you start a lot building of good life lessons for getting ready for the <laughs> Yeah, bomb shelters oh, back then were kind of a joke. It was mostly just to keep people calm. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like it's not like Indiana in Jones three where you can just jump in a fucking uh, refrigerator and ride it out. Indiana Jones, the skull. Yes. Oh, I, I never saw uh, that. There was one and where he wandered four. into a fucking. And that's part four, actually. Was it four, sorry. Um, yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, he. Oh wait, 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 wait. That's 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 us. A get lost in the weeds. We've been off. Off. Be, I, the weeds off the weeds off the weeds is what that would have been I actually kind of <laughs> I still want to kind of see it so well so it was just one, one absurd absurd moments is all. <laughs> okay it, it, there was a couple was a of them but, fantastical, I and it, if that. I'm saying it was an absurd moment you know <laughs> I <right>. know <laughs> <laughs> okay well I'm, I'm curious like 
whenever I think of you, Ryan, and like and games, I think I don't I don't see Zelda or Metroid or whatever. I think Final Fantasy three, because you always used to go own and own about that when we were roommates. So I I Which thought one was that three? was it was that was the one that was uh, where you had to. Um, journey with the rescuers or what were they with the rescuers um, they were a rebel group and it had all the mech armor which yeah, you could yeah. ride oh, inside right, right. the mech yeah. and it had the opening scene in the snow that would actually be probably my if not the it would be tied for number one favorite Nintendo game and okay. so I'm actually honored that you think of me about that because I do love that game and if you well, want yeah. I can go ahead and start off with you should because like because i because i thought that would be your number one i i thought i i knew with marshall it would be either castlevania or zelda and i knew for me it'd be zelda i thought you would say that one as your number one so i was surprised when you said zelda honestly well just to clear the record straight since this is being recorded as a record the legend of zelda was the first one that had direct impact on me Okay. I would say my favorite game from Nintendo very easily could be Final Fantasy three. Okay. Um, although there, there's some other ones too that could push near that level. But what I do love about Final Fantasy three was so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll try to narrow it down for your sake. It told a story that was no holds barred. And I don't mean that to imply that it was like unbelievably violent or any, you know, very adult. It just told a story with everything authentic. All the characters were authentic. Their motivations were authentic. Their, their pain was authentic. Their consequences were authentic. Their dilemmas, everything was real. Like it was a true story that just happened to be told in the medium of a video game. And, right, and to interject that's true because I would watch you play it when we were roommates in Memphis and I was like I'm actually really into what the fuck is happening in this, in this game and like there would be times where I was like I can't believe Ryan made that choice I wouldn't have done that but it it ain't my game but so go ahead but like yeah I felt that yeah yeah, no, it really had a lot of beautiful things to it, which I feel even to this day hasn't even been truly uh, replicated, even though there's some games that you can tell are drawing upon inspiration based on their techniques. But one of the coolest things about it was that they, they set a mood right from the beginning. And when you play the game, all you have is like a cutscene where you're watching your main character kind of you know she's mind controlled right. she's on I'm this sorry. cool because no, was it your main character a woman a girl you don't have a choice no, the main I, character I, right, is I mean, a character that, yeah. yeah right 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 but so, her name I thought that was, is uh, i thought that was cool i think it's Kara. Like, right i thought that and was she has cool green because, hair right yeah right yeah. I, yeah I always thought that was cool because but all these people all these assholes saying like girls don't belong in games. I'm like, have you never played a game before? Metroid 
say this was anyway go ahead but yeah it, right about, yeah it definitely she she instantly stood out because her color scheme was yep. different than the background everything was kind of gray toned um uh, there was an ominous feel to it. She's a very colorful, but yes, you didn't have a chance to pick a character the way sometimes you might in uh, current games. Um, and but more often than not, a main character was masculine. Even Samus and Metroid, until the big reveal, seems to be masculine in the body armor and everything like that. So really, this is agreed of relatively novel concept of taking a colorful, feminine person and putting them as the main character starting off. And you end up going through this town and you get to this strange crystal and, um, oh no, 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 sorry, I'm jumping ahead. That was the actual scene that starts off the actual game where you can start playing and that part of it was really fascinating. But the thing that really hooked me in the beginning was literally the opening credits where they played credits like a movie. Like an anime. Right, and yeah. the scene was three mech creatures with like these people riding them, almost kind of like horses, and they're walking through this snow, and it's nighttime, and they're just walking, and there's this ominous music, and it's kind of like you know imperial marchish, and it's just snow, and these credits are coming up, and you don't know what's going on, but you can tell like this isn't a happy <laughs> moment, something not so chill is about to happen. Uh, and it really builds up this this atmosphere for you and then I feel like that's something the game did throughout the whole thing is that it took the kernel of this atmosphere and this mythical fantastical land and they weaved it together and they built up this epic story that comes to like this immense climax and then has this amazing twist and then this like like epilogue that's all you know dark and like tragic and everything and it was just amazing just amazing and with me with the gameplay it was like oh you can actually pick your attack and mix and match it that blew my mind because I, I was never exposed to a game like that. So I was like... I'm not sure if Final Fantasy or Ultima was the... Which one was the first for me as far as the oh, choose. Right. I liked right. Final Fantasy better. But I never did three. I did uh, Final Fantasy 1 and then straight to 7. And 7 was kind of mind-altering as well. Oh, wait. So... Because... Which game, which of the, which of that series went over to the PlayStation? Was that, that five? Was, that was seven, as far as I know. I don't... That is the game that made me get a PlayStation. Really? It was pretty yeah. epic. Final Fantasy VII. I'll still play it every once in a while. It's not too bad. Final Fantasy VII. Is that Thunder? Wow. wow, that's intense. It's storming. Well, I just had to, because uh, when Natalie's here, when I'm off, I have a blanket that I have draped outside, like a, a sheet, like a curtains, and it helps cool the house down, and it saves me money, but that way Natalie can play on the porch and there won't be people staring at her while she's playing. Cool. But it's raining, so I had to go out there and take it down, and it, yeah, it's storming pretty nice right now. But I put but, it on mute so you wouldn't hear all that. Oh, it was just loud thunder. Oh, well, thank you, Marsh. But, um... Appreciate it. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is what made me say I'm getting a PlayStation. Because I saw 
all the commercials because for that game. And Ryan, I don't know if you remember, but our next door neighbor at the time in Memphis actually had Final Fantasy VII. And I went over there one time. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't suave, was it? It was not suave, no. But <laughs> he didn't bring you the unique anal fucking video. <laughs> Hey, check this out. My, my VCR don't work no more. Tell me if it's the tape. What the fuck am I looking at? And then I looked at the tape and it said, Unique anal fucking... What the fuck? Why would oh, you bring this over here? So, no. It was not Suave. It was... I'm not quite sure, but anyway. But we had a neighbor in our old apartment. Wow, it's really stormy up in... North Pacific. Yeah. But, um... We had a neighbor in our apartment complex, and he had Final Fantasy VII, and instead I saw him play it, and then he let me play for a scene or two. I was like, I gotta get this. <laughs> I gotta get it. This is awesome. But yeah, because I was a Nintendo fanboy, and I thought I would never jump systems, but then Sony did to Nintendo what Nintendo did to Atari. They, they upped the game, and Nintendo was called Nintendo got to the, became the king of the mountain, and got complacent, and then here came, here comes Sony going, oh yeah, watch this, and that was it. I was yeah, like, they put they put Diablo on PlayStation One, and that was pretty yeah. pretty badass. I remember us going to that uh, internet cafe bar to play that. Oh my that god! The first times I ever right. went to an internet cafe bar, and it was whenever I think of Diablo, I think of you, Marsh, and I think of that cafe. Yeah, we would just <laughs> carry our carry our uh, our memory cards around with us so we could that's play right characters. that's right because you could go to somebody else's house and plug it right oh man i mean stuff current gamers now take for granted <laughs> was so amazing back in the day we have memory cards now thanks playstation <laughs> I mean, it was... oh but i will tell you this to come back to nintendo i guess i'm gonna once again sound privileged because I got a Super Nintendo when that came out. <laughs> I, I never had a Super Nintendo until about 10 years ago. God damn it, man. We got that at a yard sale. And it once again came with two controllers. But I That's know good. I begged for it because that was the era where I was hooked on Street Fighter 2. And I had to have it for my house because I had burnt so many quarters playing that at the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> you could have bought the game. I could have bought the game, right? But yeah, wow. I I actually need to go hug my mom. She was a great mom. <laughs> like anyway, wow. Well, hey, anyway, for nostalgia's sake, next time you come over, I have the the game you're talking about. You can come over here and beat my ass for a couple hours. That is how I actually became friends with this girl named Cat. Because we, me and Ryan, were out. Uh, at the mass party, which y'all won't know about, but whatever, in Hattiesburg. And she was there with her friend Char, who we're all still friends with. And Kat had mentioned, oh yeah, I play Street Fighter 2. I was like, oh, awesome. And the house we were at had Street Fighter 2 on the Super NES. So I was like, hey, let's play. And she was like, okay, cool. And not to sound egotistical, but I was really good at Street Fighter 2. Because if you're good at a fighting game, you know you have your three characters. 
your first character is the one you play when you're just trying to have fun and you, you don't really care. Your second character is the one you play where, okay, maybe the person you're fighting is a challenge, but you're still not really... It's, it's not your best character. And then your third character is your best character. It's the one you know inside and out. You can play it. You are the man or woman of that character. Okay? So, my three characters were Dacium, Yoga Fire, Yoga Flame. He was my fun character. I played him, whatever. He was the only black character, so fuck it. I played him. <laughs> but you gotta represent. My second character was um, Chun Li. I could play oh, her. I, I could she play her, so but cheap. she wasn't my best one. But I would play her if things got tough. You're fixing but my, to come to Ken, aren't you? Yes, my number one yeah. character who mm-hmm. I knew inside and out was Ken. I could yep. play Ken like a man. Okay, because so, he was Ryu, but he was just a little bit quicker. So. Right. Yeah. Right. You would sacrifice the power for the quickness. He's right. Like yes. Yeah. yeah, and plus with Ken, if you hit them with the hurricane kick, you kept on hitting them. Right, you would just knock them down with one hit, and I never liked that. What was right. what was his benefit over Ken? Was it the his dragon punch was, was more it powerful? It was more powerful, yeah. yeah. But with Ken, you, if you timed it right, you could get a combo with the dragon punch. With Ryu, it was just like really powerful punch. So, so Marsh, you were right. It was the power versus the quickness, but. Ken was quick, and that was that was my character. All that to say is, Cat kicked my ass with every character, <laughs> everyone. She played like with my with, with Dalcium. She played with her third rank, and then I said, okay, she's good. So I picked Chun Li. She played with her second rank, and then that's when I realized, okay, this is a real gamer here. So I picked Ken, and she picked her character dramatic. She picked her character Chun Lee. And she yeah. wiped my ass oh, up and man. down the screen again and again and again. And finally Did she do the thing where she could knock you into the corner in the side and then she would just lightning leg kick you to death? No! That's why okay. I actually respected her. She kicked my ass fair and square. No cheap moves. No corner moves. She just outplayed me in every way possible. Nice. And props. Props, right? And that is how we became friends. <laughs> and we're still friends to this day because, yeah, <laughs> game recognized game, and that was mad respect. <laughs> and I couldn't even get mad with her kicking my ass in front of all my friends because she was just so good. <laughs> I was just, anyway, to this day, it blows my mind how good she was with only. All right, Marsh. Well, I think the spotlight's back on you. What's your last one you want to throw in? Oh, oh shit! I was just enjoying listening to y'all. Um, well, Pat mentioned Castlevania. I really loved that game. Well, but I think I would pick the first actual role-playing game. It was a. Uh, I don't know a lot of people who played it. A uh, Shadowgate. Wow, I, don't I never think I've heard of it. Heard that game. It's, uh, you would, you were trying to save the princess or your woman or something from the evil wizard, and you had to go through the castle to get there. Like, the beginning was, it showed the door, and you could open the door and go into the hallway, the hall, foyer, whatever that's considered, but then you wouldn't have the key, 
you couldn't open the door to get on to the next spot. You could pull the torches down and you could do stuff like that, but at the on the door there was like a skull on the top of the door that you would have to open to get the key. And you would have little options like open uh, and hit yes. and talk and you know, so you would go, you know, search. What do you want to search? Uh, the skull. The skull has hinges. Okay, open the skull. Stuff oh, like that. It was yeah. It, it was, was the really beginnings of, of a role playing game. Yeah. Yeah, and I played that, and I remember because we I made my parents rent it every weekend. Oh, that's oh my god. Marsh, I forgot that. So kids. Yeah, so yeah. people who are in our age bracket. This was even before you, Blockbuster was big, and some people right because be no right because like we had a store called video library here in Jackson and that's where I used to go to rip my games <laughs> video library had to card it everything they and knew only, me by name <laughs> I only figured out how to beat the game because someone had got farther than me on the game through the week or something or they had rented it one weekend <laughs> so when I when I went back to play it I looked at his file and I kind of reversed my path and kind of figured nice. it out oh that's because I, I was I was stuck on one spot I, I can't even I have the game. I could. And I I tried to play it like two or three months ago, and I no, I'm not as smart as I used to be. Or I don't know. I can't figure some of that shit out. I used to be a whiz at that game. Um, but that that would be it. Shadowgate. It was weird, Marsh. Is whatever. It's kind of kind of sucky to try to talk to it if talk about it since y'all don't even know. Oh no! Like I thought, <laughs> I thought it was cool because I thought I knew most of the games but I'd never even heard of that game so that was actually well there's really also cool. Blaster Master and that, that oh, was kind of tight I, I played that game I yeah. love that game because that's the game I would rent every other week because you were in a you were in a car right and you were like you were in okay it was a bullfrog that got toxic sludge on it and became a giant <laughs> right. tank bullfrog <laughs> tank hybrid and every level that you beat every boss you got another upgrade to your frog that allowed it to glide farther so that you could jump to the farther sledge when That's you couldn't right. jump before or uh, underwater so it could swim underwater faster you go up walls go on you know just jump boosters to where you could fly up to the last level and stuff it was just, that was pretty intense but still Shadowgate would probably be the, the one. so right quick did y'all also have that game I love to hate Ghost of Goblins Oh yeah! I still oh do. yeah! I could. Yeah, I would rent that every now and then. I could never get past like <laughs> that game was so hard. I, just, I finally beat that game. You did? I yes. It you were the first person I've months. ever talked. You were the first person I know in real life that actually beat that game, right? Because I could and never get past. I was, yeah. I was like really? in my thirties. Holy shit! Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What about no, Wizards I... and Warriors? Did y'all ever play that? Oh, I did. That game was because so there was no codes or anything. You had right. to play it until you beat it. I did not play that one. That's okay. another, another awesome. Oh, game. there was um, Gauntlet. Yes. Oh yeah. Did play Gauntlet? That played that one on the arcade at the arcade place. You know, I, actually have, I, actually I have it on the Nintendo, but I've never played it on the arcade. You know what? That's a lie. When we went to Red Bank. There's a place called Yestercades there, and they have all the old That's school. right. Yeah. yeah I played, I played yeah. all it there. Oh, right quick, because I know we have to wrap up. 
whenever I think of you at a game, Marsh, I think of Ultimate Online, honestly. <laughs> Me too. That's, 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 that's the all Marshall I think game. of, Ultimate yeah. Online. That was, you know, in, in, Ultimate Online is in the Guinness Book for being the first MMO of all time. Yes. Yeah. And dude, yeah, it got me. I mean, there was a couple of times where the, I had, not saying names, I had a woman that was begging me to be with them. And I'm like, I am a guild master. I have a responsibility to my clan. And we are going on a dungeon crawl. These fuckers will not survive without me. I'm sorry. You can stay if you want, but you got to be quiet. I didn't say it like that, but it was that was pretty much what I was saying. Oh my- I was like... Marshall, so she you, she left. And, Marshall, yeah. you need you need to clip that. You need to clip. I am a guildmaster, and I have responsibilities <laughs> to my clan because that is the game of bottom. <laughs> that is that is right there. Realize, folks, that at this moment in our history, me, Marshall, and Ryan are roommates in an apartment in Memphis. Whenever he's playing Ultima Online, he's on my computer. So I would. Uh, yeah, we, we, me and Ryan got so hooked on it, we would actually sleep in shifts. <laughs> so that when so I was up, he would play. be asleep. So that we. Because once you get into this game, you can't just sit there and watch it. You're like, damn, he's just sitting there macroing. I really could be doing that myself. I could be training my own shit. And then you would, you know, we worked it out to where I'd tape some. Uh, some pennies, pennies together yeah. and put them on the alt and the, the whatever so that when no and we would just be training our skills while nobody was around it's like and are you home okay okay i'll turn I'll, I'll load your character up that's like <laughs> dude get off my computer i need to check my email and because not only that one day i was on the computer and i was like why is this A key not working right? Why? I don't understand. I, I don't hit the key that hard. I could never understand why it wasn't working right. Oh, whatever key it was. Until one day I'm hanging out in the den. And y'all are like playing Ultimate Online. And y'all like. It was, it was role playing time. We're like, okay, hey. No, yeah, no, no, we... no, no, no. Because uh-uh, it was more innocent. Because ryan was watching you play and then you had to use the bathroom and i saw you take out that heavy tape bundle of pennies and put it on that key i was like that's why my keyboard is jacked <laughs> because these people are micro- <laughs> oh my God. anyway but yeah all right well before we wrap up for good i just wanted to say because this is pretty much very relevant at this time for this level of the games that we're discussing for those of you who don't remember, you missed out on a experience that um, kids our age got to enjoy, which was the Friday night ritual, where if you were good that week and didn't get in trouble at school, <laughs> your parents would go to the rental store to go yep. rent out movies, and yep. you could tag along, and yep. they would usually rent one or two games or for two you games. that you could have for the whole weekend, so that you would go off somewhere and shut up and let the parents have some quiet time for a couple of hours, yep. and you would get to pick what game it was, and it That's was right. this opportunity to kind of check new games out, or right. And you always would have the one game that you really wanted to rent, but it was really popular, so you had to hope it was there, but nine times out of ten it wasn't, so you'd have to pick you a second one. get off of work one. early today, Mom? Right, and like, there? Please. And then, right, and then that's where you're like, okay, I was good the entire week. Don't mess up now and annoy them by saying, can, you, can we leave early? <laughs> the sun is still up. If I leave now, I can still get that game. I know it's there. I called them already. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, wow, right. You are exactly right. That yeah. is an 80s experience that may not ever be duplicated in the history of humanity again. Well, it won't because now they can just get it off of Steam. Yeah. That's true. Oh, but, but yeah. I also will give props to my sister because there were times when she knew I wanted an extra game and mom said we could only get a game each and she would give me her game slot <laughs> so I could get the what? extra game. So also props to my sister. Was that props just because y'all shared as well? Was that just because she shared interest in you and the stuff that you like? she would like to? Some, yeah. But there was a Barbie game that she loved and every now and then she was still give that up so I could get an extra game slot so I do remember that so props because I don't really have a sibling I mean I have my brother but we're 16 years apart so it, technically I didn't I mean you know because yep. I moved out right after but I everything I've heard about siblings it's not quite that nice so you are very fortunate and, that uh, and his power glove <laughs> god damn <laughs> and apparently hella privilege it never do alright so <laughs> So that's what I, I'll just refer to it from now on. You can put on your power glove and take care of business. <laughs> power, power glove for the ninja load. All right, guys. On that note, <laughs> we are wrapping up <laughs> this week. I've always, always been old geek. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. We enjoy doing it. My privilege rise again. All right, guys. <laughs> so. This has been your friendly neighborhood co-host, Pat, down here in the capital city of the Magnolia State. And since I know Marshall is going to try to fuck with me, so I'm going to go to my west over to the Lone Star State and... Hey guys, Mystic Mojo. Thanks so much for spending some time with us again. We always love you and appreciate your company. And uh, feel free to check me out on Gamer Lifestyle. Go to YouTube, have a video coming up soon, and we'll have more content to add uh, in the coming weeks. Thanks again, y'all. And over in the northern half of the Magnolia State. You only knew I was going to fuck with you because you forgot to tell them where they could find us. I did not. I know that you are the best at doing that. And my, the best? I don't know and, all that. And my privilege allows me to say that. Oh, so I'm your butler in, in this case? Is that what you're saying? I take okay. care of your lightweight? Is that what you're saying? Okay, Benson, let's go. You can find us. It's newpodworldorder.com. You can find us and lots of other podcasts. Always bet on Geek on Twitter, Instagram. I don't know. YouTube, Facebook. We're all, all over the place. Just Google it. It'll all yes. pop up. Always bet on Geek. And like I always say, we haven't quite hit our 4,000 subscribers yet. <clears throat> only a, Do we only have more than 16? We're only a couple of thousand away. <laughs> but A couple? As in 3,900? And... <laughs> yeah, a couple. So until we hit that mark, we can't, we can't get a custom URL. So let's go to YouTube.com and search for Always Bet on Geek. And you will find us. And you can also email us at alwaysbetongeek at gmail.com. If you're in the politics, check out Pie Safe America. Politics. <laughs> my favorite podcast. Um, if you're into geeks breaking down 
comic book history or shows, check out the MTR Network. I like them. They're really good. Alright, um, was that it, guys? That's all I got. Peace out, y'all. And on that note, we out. Always bet on geek. Hey, you. Are you tired of all the big name options for energy drinks? Looking for something that's sugar-free, low in caffeine, but still gives you that swift kick in the ass without the crash? Alex Stiff here, and I'm the singer of the rock band The Fillers. And after being tired of all the bullshit options on the market, we partnered up with a private music venue called The Rim to offer a better alternative to folks with an active lifestyle. It's called Hate Energy. Doesn't matter if you're a musician, athlete, or just a busy SOB. Hate Energy not only gives you some extra pep in your step, but this special blend of B12 and B6 also helps wake up your brain without the crash, which is helpful for folks like me. Hate Energy is a proud sponsor of the new Pod World Order, and all the listeners here can get 10% off your order of Hate Energy by typing in the code NPWO at checkout. Just visit thefillins.com slash store and make sure to use that code NPWO on the checkout page to get that sweet 10% off. Hate Energy, what do you hate?